What's up, sitcom fans? Jay Bidwell here. Here at Sitcom My Face, not only do we love sitcoms, but we also love horror movies. And that's exactly why I was asked by a good friend of mine, hi Amanda, how you doing pal, to appear on her new streaming podcast, Scream Stream. We discussed the new film Halloween Ends, which if you've ever listened to this show, you've probably heard me mention how much I love Michael Myers and the Halloween franchise. So listen here if you're interested to know my thoughts on the conclusion of the franchise Halloween Ends. And be sure to check her out on Twitch and YouTube at AmandaPlays93, all one word. Enjoy this bonus episode. Getting ready for bed at a regular time is one of the most important habits you can learn. Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Uh, we are counselors at Hackett's Quarry Summer Camp. Uh, there is a swarm of bears. You're gonna need a bigger boat. We have my buddy Bidwell here joining us today on this fabulous review. And What's I, up? I was about to say, and uh, this is going to be an epic review, I have to say. Ah, uh, my boy. My boy Mikey Myers. I got my hat. I got this hat at Universal Studios when I was there the other day. They had Michael and Chucky everywhere at Universal for Horror Nights. Oh, I'm sure. I saw uh, a couple of clips from some of the um, uh, mazes they have done, and I have to say, it's good stuff. Good shit, especially the uh, the uh, black phone. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what I yeah. was pissed because we wanted to go to all the mazes and we showed up and they were like, yeah, that shit sold out. We we're like, oh. Oh, damn, oh. that fucking sucks. But, I mean, the park was uh, was haunted up enough, so there was a few people wandering around. We got to hang out with Beetlejuice and shit. <laughs> they had some of the costume people out, at least. But, yeah, nice. we went on the studio tour and the mazes, I didn't realize, were actually like up on the tour. So, like, if you were... Uh, up by the the psycho house that was actually one of the mazes and stuff i was like oh yeah sick yeah no i've seen uh a lot a lot of the, like i've never been myself but i've seen a lot of uh, videos and shit and i did notice that that they have uh like all the mazes intertwined with some of the attractions which i thought was actually pretty neat too bad i'll probably yeah. never get to see it though yeah there was some big junkyard looking one that looked pretty sick I think it, that used to be one of the Fast and Furious attractions or something, so I don't yeah, know if it's tied in with that. Yeah, I want to say, oh god, what was it called? Because they they actually had one for um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, God, what's the name of that fucking band? Uh, the guy who sings Blinding Lights. Don't know. If it ain't DMX, I don't know it. 
Oh god, it's the guy who sings blinding lights, uh you know, I can't fill my face with you, that that guy. Yeah, he apparently Oh, is that the weekend? Yeah, yeah, the weekend. Apparently the weekends actually have a um entire maze dedicated to them. Really? I mean yeah. it does look scary. I saw the I saw the after the Botox or whatever the fuck that was. That was terrifying. Oh. Uh, but yes, we are we are here, finally finally here to discuss our favorite Halloween series in the entire world. Our favorite our favorite is just Halloween. That's my personal favorite, and I want to say that's yours as well. Halloween, man, it's my favorite horror franchise, even though we know it's uh it's got its lows. I, I kind of love the franchise because it's what, you know, we, we all know it's the choose your own adventure franchise, which is interesting. But it's also even the worst movies in the franchise are interesting to talk about because their their choices are just so fucked up. I mean, I would, I would say um, <laughs> if you talk about like some fucked up choices, I mean, let's let's talk about Hall- Halloween Resurrection here. Uh, Buster mm-hmm. Rhymes. <laughs> Fucking Halloween kill. Resurrection, you know what? I actually have kind of a soft spot for it because it was the first Halloween movie I saw in a theater. And I went to a midnight showing, and it might have been my first midnight showing of anything, honestly. I was so fucking jacked. And I walked out pleased when I was like, what year did that come out? Oh, two? I must have been like 15. Yeah, it was like, it was like early 2000s. I think it was 2002. And I, I, you know, I didn't hate it. I don't think. I remember kind of liking it. <laughs> but, like I said, I was like 15, so... 15 different, different times of a story, but I have to ask you, I have to, I've been excited to hear your answer, I have a feeling I know what the answer's gonna be, but I'm excited, so tell me, man, what did you think of Halloween Ends? Well, um, so, let, let me just say, when I went to California last week, my, my, one of my main goals was to find the premiere of this fucking movie, because I was so excited, right? And I think you and I had, I don't know if we loved kills, but I think we appreciated a lot of the actual kills and kills. Yes, yes. Uh, so, I actually ran into James Jude Courtney, Courtney, uh, Courtney who played Michael Myers in these this new trilogy. And he signed my Michael Myers shirt that I happened to be wearing. And um, <laughs> I was it was like the night after their premiere. And I couldn't have been more excited to watch this thing. We went to Universal the next day. And after we got back to the hotel, as exhausted as I was, I pulled up the fucking Peacock app on my phone. And I watched this thing laying in bed. And um, I don't know about you, but this is definitely not the movie I thought I was going to get for the end of this saga. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was what I wanted, and, and to a degree. Okay. And, and I have to say, I, I'm going to be the oddball, like the extreme oddball. I feel like everybody in my household is just the extreme oddball, but we actually enjoyed the movie. We, we enjoyed it. And a lot of people would keep looking at me crazy, they're like, how the hell did you enjoy this movie? It's garbage, it was shit, it was this, it was that. I'm like, well, let me explain. I kind of figured you were going to like this. And I I I don't really like it, but I could see a world where if this wasn't the end entry, I could appreciate it. See, that's the thing. I actually appreciate it for the end. And l- let me kind of explain a little bit. So, 
We all know that this trilogy is supposed to wrap up the 40 years, the 40 long years we've had of Michael being milked to fucking death. And I feel like this is more of a homage, not only to the original creator of Halloween, but also just to us as fans, kind of uh, candy fodder in a way. We had the original 2018 movie that came out that brought back Laurie and Michael and brought this whole new dynamic that we didn't really know about because after the second one, it was, oh, they're related. Oh, they're this, they're that. And this one, there's no point for Michael to come after Laurie. Laurie has all options to go after Michael, but she chooses to hide out in her house until Sartania, God bless that fucking asshole doctor, brought them in together. Then we have Halloween Kill. You don't feel like this movie kind of negates that, though? When he just shows up at her house? Again, let me explain, let me explain. <laughs> okay, alright. <laughs> so, so, then we got Halloween Kills, which is literally, we spend majority of the movie hanging out with Michael, getting to see the best of Michael, getting to see Michael at his highest peak, the most kills I've ever seen this man pull off. Then we have this one, where... Okay, so you know the, the running thing that's been going on with movies these last couple of years, where instead of ending a franchise, they have been passing on the torch. And I believe, and I think a lot of people will believe this for a while, that they, they weren't going to end Halloween, that they were just going to pass the torch. So I believe that this new guy, uh, what was his name, Cole Collins or something like that? Corey Cunningham. Corey, yeah, Corey, Corey. I believe he's supposed to be a red herring. For Michael. Because a lot of people, even people who've never seen this movie, are just convinced that they're just going to pass the torch on. And I want to say, with this movie, this is the movie that just ends it all. Everything that you could think of that, okay, we could pass this torch on, they cut it off at, at the end. You know, they're like, alright. I did read, though, that the ending was reshot after a poor test screening. So that could have happened at one point. I don't know how the original ending went. There was there were some reshoots, uh, and I heard the ending was changed drastically. Probably because they originally were going to pass a torch on, but when I, everyone, yeah, everyone, I, that everyone, would be my guess, but I don't know for sure. But the way I look at it is, this is the definitive end. This is this is it. Like we had a fucking funeral for this dude. Like tell me I'm wrong. That whole ending scene after Lori kills Michael and. You slit his wrist, slit his throat, put him on the top of the car. Tell me that didn't look like a fucking funeral. Just cars following, people cheering on the sidelines. Just yeah, the whole over. town on their group chat got got together real fucking quick, didn't they? Yes, they did. Just they were waiting for four years for that moment. They got that fucking bling, bling and they were like, "Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> it's time, kid. It's time to get your ass to the junkyard." But Corey was supposed to be the red herring. Like we spent a lot of time with him. Like a, a I lot, love like the idea of him being a red herring. I just think that if they had built him into the last two movies and it was a slower escalation and you earned a little more of the relationship with him and the granddaughter, Allison, and you, you built up to something and really earned that moment, I think that could have been really good. The fact that we're, we only came to Halloween Ends to see the final battle between these two... And then, what, 75% of the movie is this this other kid that's now a new character to us? Right. 
that that's what kind of bothered me. And not, it's not that I don't think he's bad. And I think this could have worked for me, actually. Like, if this was the, the 2018 movie and it was all kind of like him empowering Michael, because Michael seems to be getting energy from him killing or some shit. I don't know what the hell they're doing there. But, <laughs> like, if they were, and, and, and maybe. Maybe he dies in the end of kills or something. Like he he is helping do the killing, and then he dies and kills, and then we're left with Michael and Laurie. I think that could have worked for me, but the fact that you just kind of tag all this on in the third part of a trilogy, I think it works as a uh, it would have worked as a standalone movie, but as the end of a trilogy for me, it just doesn't work. Or I guess really a quadrilogy if because the original the still original, counts. Where you're coming from, uh, because I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It didn't feel natural the way they kind of like, all right, here's his backstory. Which, by the way, if I might add, no tears were shed when that little fucker kid died. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna say that, like, like, literally, like, picture this we're all in our living room, in my living room, we're watching the shit. The dude's kicking down the door, and then suddenly the kid goes flying off the balcony and smashes onto the floor. Everybody in this house, <gasps> me. You know what? The kid was nicer. I might have been sad. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk about that opening. That opening is great. I actually really enjoyed the opening because, again, that fucks with your expectations because the whole time you're waiting for Michael to show up. Right, and he, he's not. That's the sad part. And I'm with you. Like, that opening was just, like, kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that because what was it? Like, they started off with the kids showing up, uh, Corey, and then at first you kind of, like, all right, with the little kid he's watching. What, what the fuck that kid's name was? I, I didn't even write that down, to be honest. I didn't even like that kid. But, you know, Corey's watching him and having a good time. And then suddenly, it just turns. It's like, all oh, it just turns. And then the little kid becomes a monster. And I just don't feel bad for him. For me, the weakest aspect of these movies is the, is the dialogue writing. Like, it's almost the same as the Rob Zombie movies to me. Like, Rob Zombie just cannot write good dialogue. But um, well, the vis- visually visually, and, and the violence and the gore and everything is fun and exciting. And the mask always looks great. Michael was cool. But even in this new trilogy, the dialogue is such a fucking... You're like, are these people stupid? You know I mean, go back to everyone's favorite. Evil dies tonight. We get it, <laughs> motherfucker. We get it. Hey, How many times do you got to say it? It just sounds stupid now. And even that little kid in the beginning of this, ta- like this little kid's just clearly forcing all this crap out about Michael Myers. You're like, I don't no, I don't believe it. But you're just trying to be a little asshole, aren't you, kid? Right. It's It felt forced. This one, I will say, is dialogue-wise the strongest because I think they talk less, <laughs> but there's also two additional writers. I noticed it's not just David Gordon green and Danny McBride. There was two other names there. Right. Right. I which I didn't catch their names, but uh, not. It almost great. makes me think they had this story about this kid becoming a killer. And maybe they were like, Hey, how do we uh, backdoor this into a Halloween movie? And again, I think that's where those reshoots that you were talking about came in from. Like, they wanted to pass the torch like everybody else has been doing, like Ghostbusters Afterlife and everything. But, I'm sorry, we're tired of Michael. Like, we love Michael. We do. We really do love Michael. I've been supporting Michael for, God, since I was a kid. Since I saw the original Halloween on AMC's 
31 nights of Halloween. But it was time to put that man to rest. And It's not I, done. You know it's not done. Five years from now, there's going to be a reboot or a, a, a sequel to part four. They're going to be like 4.5 or some shit. And, and they, there's no way they could have a, a, they, uh, a sequel. They could have a reboot, yes, but there's no way because they killed every aspect. Well, this- no, that's the thing is there's different timelines. So not only did they leave a four-year gap there, they can make a sequel that takes place in those four years if they wanted. They could also go back and continue with Jamie Lloyd or something, some fashion if they really wanted to. I mean, yeah, but if they really want to get Danielle Harris involved in this, sure, but I... Why not? I'm just going to say, let the man just die in peace. He had a funeral. Let him die in peace. Or, you you know, what happens these days is, you know... We might be at the point now where some people are getting older who grew up with Rob Zombie's versions, and maybe they're super fucking fans of those Rob Zombie movies. Maybe they make let Rob Zombie do a fucking third movie. It's possible. I don't think Rob Zombie would be down for that. I want to say, and I, it's a quote from him, that it was right after Halloween 2, he said he would never do anything like this ever again. He said Apparently, that after the, the first one, I thought. No, I thought he said it after the second one. That he just... He said it it after both of them. I'm pretty sure I've told my story. He also said, uh, I'm only counting the original Halloween. And then he made Lori Michael's sister. So I don't believe a fucking word he says anyway. Yeah, he took a little Because the real fans know that wasn't until Halloween 2. Right? And even still, John himself said, I didn't even like that because I wrote it when when he had a writer's block. And I think he was, think what, he said, a case drunk of beer? Coke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like a case of beer, and he had Rodgers block, and he just broke that down. And he never liked it. I, for me, honestly, the end of the Laurie and Michael thing is always going to be H2O. For me, I think that was a more interesting telling of... This and that was twenty years later. You know, I, I, right. that worked enough for me. I always tell people if you want to, if you don't want to watch thirteen fucking Halloween movies and you want a, a little trilogy, one, two, and H two O for me are a nice little trilogy. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, if they didn't ruin it with the whole resurrection bullshit, I feel like Halloween H two O would have been a lovely insult. I mean, she fucking decapitated his ass for uh, fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> this is a series where no one. No one dies. Even we know Michael don't die, but even your fucking sir, your your uh, human characters could just come back whenever. Yeah, that's like a new timeline. Fuck it. I would like to see how they rewrite this timeline. Like they Marion's back, Lori's back. Fuck it. Like, Jamie Lloyd will be back. I know this it. is your long lost daughter, Lori. Here she is. Fucking, well, there's Michael. How did he survive the the fucking meat grinder? We don't know. Well, if I mean the rights, I think are going back to the Akkads, but they have a, a good relationship with Universal and Blumhouse. So I would not doubt if they do decide to continue this in some way, if they do come back to Universal and Blumhouse. Uh, I hope they get a different director in there, someone with a little clearer vision, because this this right. feels like this was not a planned thing. Yeah, I think it- the original intention was to do. Another one back to back to back, right? It was going to be the same night still. And then COVID yeah. happened and they couldn't shoot it. Yeah, I want to say they were going to film uh, Halloween 1 and... No, not 1. Uh, I think it was uh, Killing Ends back to back. But in the middle of filming uh, Kills, that's when uh, COVID hit. 
So, but I mean, they did leave some options. There's always room for Allison and Corey's baby. She, they had sex. She could be pregnant. Could have another little six-year-old who murders maybe Allison and becomes quit, the next it, Michael or something. Big you know? quit, quit giving them ideas, okay? We want Michael uh, rest in peace. Well, Michael's dead, but uh, the the offspring, it's in the bloodline, right? Actually, no, because I got rewritten. <laughs> Remember that. Uh, right, right, and, and, right. This, and this trilogy, he's just evil. He's just evil. Michael is just evil. And that's actually something I did like about Oh, no, I meant, I meant Corey's bloodline. Oh. Uh, Corey, uh, we don't. don't, Corey's also evil at by the end, so I mean, his offspring could be evil. Well, I don't know. Raised by uh, Allison, you know, might might turn out right. But Michael's Michael's parents weren't bad. How do we know that? How do we know they weren't bad? We never got that information. Uh, well, it (laughs) we didn't. We don't live by Rob Zombies. Okay, I'll skull fuck the shit out of you. Oh my god! Uh, what do you say? Oh it. fucking! What do you say? I'll flump it all over those tits. I'll, I forgot the uh, the weird word he uses I'll, for I'll coming. What? I flap uh flap them all over them. Uh, something. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. I'll do something over those flappy ass tits. Snarf, uh, snarfle, or he has some weird term he uses for jizzing. I don't know. I hate it. I'll snarf all over those fucking floppy tits. You're like Jesus, bro. All right. <laughs> Like, Mr. Mr., uh, Mr. Calm down a little bit. Golly. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think that maybe that was a reason they did some of that. I mean, it's quite possible. To, to be honest, when it comes to this trilogy, it, it kind of... I don't think it was quite thought through all the way. Like, okay, we got 2018, which I felt like that one was somewhat thought through the most out of all three of these movies because we had everything. The only thing that didn't quite make sense but then made sense to me in the first movie was Sartanian. Like, I guess, I know he's supposed to be, like, the new Loomis, air quotes around that, but the fine line between them is Loomis knew how dangerous Michael was. Even though he didn't understand him, he couldn't get him, he was just like, man, this kid's evil. Fuck this kid. We do- No, leave that kid alone. Well, he to me, he, he is the worst part of that movie, for sure. And I wish they had left it the way it was, where her drunkenness caused the accident. I think that was the original, uh, yeah. in the original screening, and they reshot that because audiences didn't like it. Who the fuck man. are they getting in these audiences, by the way? They're not getting Halloween fans in these audiences. They're just getting random... Some random, like, homeless assholes. people. <laughs> you, sir, have you seen a movie yet? Not in 40 years. I just want to come in out of the rain. Okay, come on in and watch the fucking thing. What'd you think of it? Do I still get to keep the snacks? Yeah. I want more of the doctor. Make him put on the mask. And pick up Michael with one hand. What the fuck? Make him just sit there screaming at Michael. Tell me, Michael. Tell me. Smash. He was but, the red herring, though, too, because I like when they call him um, the new Loomis, because to me, that was just slapping you once you realize he's going to die, and basically, Lori becomes the new Loomis. Yeah, yeah, she does overall become the new Loomis in a way. Uh, she's the wackadoo she, warning everybody, you know, she's basically Loomis, uh, which but I like. I, but I have to say... Um, you know, overall, the original, you know, 2018 movie, I can't even say the original, because I say original, I 
we might get that confused with the actual original, original Halloween. So, the 2018 Halloween, I think, was thought majority of the way through. Just Arcania was thrown in, like you said, as a red herring. And then, of course, we got Halloween Kills, which, to a way, is same, same, but different when it comes to the uh, original Halloween 2. Because, yes, it takes place of them both going to the hospital, you know, Lori and the family. But where it differs is, in Halloween 2, it made sense for Michael to go back to the hospital and then come at Lori, because family, bloodline, all that bullshit. Do you and think, this one... Do you think 2018 but, is a better yeah. Halloween 2 than Halloween 2 is? I'm going to be honest, yeah. In a way, yeah, because I like the fact that Michael and Lori were not connected. That was one of my biggest things when it came to the Halloween franchise, is... There was no point in making them connected. John wrote Michael, or the shape, technically, to be just evil. Just evil. Just That's it. Just simple evil. Like, there's no rhyme, reason, no explanation. Just evil. And I think that's scarier than having, well, they were related, so clearly he's got to kill her. I, I just find it more scary when there's no actual motive behind the killer. Like, the dude, it just stands there. He just feels like killing. That's it. That's just his job. That's all he wants to do. You just happen to be in his way, so he's just going to kill you. I do. I like the sister twist as far as two goes. It's when you start getting into like four or five, all that shit. When they keep trying to make it the family, that's when you lose me a little bit, especially when Lori's not in them. But for two, I, I don't, I liked it in two, especially what I really liked is that she never really finds out, right? Yeah, she, she is never really told about that. Cause it's yeah, because she, she's basically stuff. just gimping around the fucking hospital the whole movie and yeah, like half don't. drugged out. And I don't I don't remember her ever learning it, if I no, recall. No, no, no. She never learned it because we learned about it when they, uh, Loomis and I cannot think of, was it Marion that was in the car with them? Was yeah. it Marion? Yeah, in yeah. the car. And that's when she leaned over and was like, hey, I looked to his records. She's related to Michael Myers. And Loomis is like, oh, shit, we got to get to the hospital, bro. To me, this new trilogy is weird because it seems to be so excited to, like, bring the nostalgia of all these old characters and shit, but it doesn't really do any of them justice. Like, uh, Marion and, uh, the what's the little girl? What the hell was her uh, name? Lindsay. Lindsay. The, uh, the sheriff. All these characters. They bring them back. Tommy. Just to fuck them over and make them look like idiots. Like, they don't show any respect to any of these characters. Bracket is just fucking useless in that last movie. All right, hang on a sec. We, we're going to go on Bracket real quick. I have to say, I love their relationship. Yes, she was completely fucking useless and had no real purpose in the movie, but the relationship was cute nonetheless. The relationship with who? <laughs> with Lori. No, Bracket from the original was the security guard. Oh, Bracket. Guard. Oh, sorry. Not, sorry, sorry. not the... No, I liked Will Patton. I, okay, yeah. I was about to say, like, I get it. Like, he wasn't in the movie all that much, but their relationship was adorable. Just, I like looking at your face. No, Bracket is the one from the, the sheriff from the original, too. Ah, shit. Yeah, my bad. And then he's the security guard in Kills. And then he all he literally does is spout the same two fucking lines he has in the original. Yeah. I guess we're all entitled to one good scare. good scare. And then he just fucking gets his throat cut. And you're like, okay. Good for Whatever, you, Bracket. Dude. Good for you. So I'm getting my two cops confused. And then Mar- <laughs> Marion had a better out. Marion had a better out in H2O. 
Like her whole opening sequence I thought was awesome in H2O. And then they just put her in the fucking car, make her shoot bullets into the fucking sky, right. and then <laughs> click, click, it's empty, and she's stabbed. You're like, what? This is for uh, Loomis, click. Like, click. So fucking <laughs> stupid. Wait, Loomis you know, is turning in his grave right now. Just the stupid bitch. They just don't respect any... And Tommy, Jesus Christ, what the hell did they do to Tommy? And Not that they Six made, did him any better with Paul Rudd, but fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'd rather take this one than Paul Rudd's Tommy any day. Like, something about Paul Rudd's Tommy always just rubbed me like... What's the best way to uh, describe him? Uh, creepy? <laughs> just creepy honestly i think halloween ends does the most injustice to allison because it just makes her like really spend... fucking stupid yeah what is what is her weird attraction to Corey all of a sudden why was she dating this like 50 year old cop who treats her like shit and is for some reason this is what they paid off those fucking mulaney kids with just that he's a mulaney what was the point of that I mean, I didn't get the point of the Mulaney thing, but I think I get the point of Allison. And if you pay it, and of course you pay attention, but if you, uh, you know, notice in the movie when Allison, mainly it was Lori, was walking around, people blamed them. They were just like, this is your fault. This, You're the reason this person died, or you're the reason the boogeyman did this. Like, you notice they blamed it. Like, Which, uh, to me, was like, not earned, but... No, no. Like, uh, one of the scenes that kind of ticked me off that made me want to punch this woman in the face was after uh, Lori's in the grocery store. The grocery and she, store, yeah. Yeah, and she goes, oh, I like your face. And she's smiling, having a good time. And that woman's like, why are you smiling? Hmm? Because, because you're boogeyman. My sister, we go back to that woman who got her, uh, her next death. I, I uh, can't believe through. she survived that shit. Her husband got <laughs> Neither fucked. Neither could I. Her husband, her husband died, in that last movie was it. a... That kill cracks me the fuck up. He puts like six knives in that dude's back in that movie. Just for no He's reason, like, nah, too. This, this one's not good. Nah, this one, not nah, this one. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, no, so like that kind of stuff didn't feel earned to me either. Because like what... She literally didn't go seek him out, really. He just he escaped. And, you know, she was kind of the only he one just, trying to stop him. He escaped and wound up in her house. She did what she could, and then he escaped again. And then yeah, the whole did. town being against—I mean, I don't know—that that wasn't earned for me. The whole quick no. turnaround of the Allison Corey relationship felt real fucking weird. And I—I I don't know. I kind of thought they were gonna go for something cool for a minute and actually make Allison kill Lori when she saw. She thought that Lori killed Corey. Killed Corey. Which, Why do the their names man, rhyme also? That's annoying. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's something else that you know, me and my roommate didn't get. Why did Corey stab himself in the neck? And how the fuck did he survive that? Because remember, he popped up before Michael came back into that room. Which, if I well, may He got add, shot twice and stabbed himself in the neck. And was still alive for Michael to break his neck. Neck. Which, and, again, and, I mean, the fall from the fucking second floor, too, probably didn't help, but... But if I may add, uh, he's the whole reason Michael even showed up at Lori's house because he followed uh, Corey. I want to say, if I if I may add something about uh, Michael and Corey's relationship, it was a partnership I never thought I wanted to see, but we got it. And I, I don't I, like fucking Michael on a leash. Come here, boy. 
Come here, boo-boo. Oh, you're a good boy. Yes, and Michael, kill everyone for me. Yes, you good boy. No, The only fuck reason that. why I even, I even liked that was because when he killed the doctor and that slutty fucking nurse he was sleeping with, we finally got the perfect reincarnation or recreation of the, uh, was it Bob's death? Yeah, it was Bob. It was the name of the boyfriend uh, that died in the original, original Halloween. Mm-hmm. We got actually a perfect recreation of that uh, death uh, when he stabbed that bitch <laughs> against the wall. But again, I don't need this trilogy, again, does that too much. Member, you member. As well, South that, Park well, that, says with the member berries. Member berries. But the thing, the difference is, I'm willing to take that because they have tried numerous times to recreate that and it's never done correctly. This is the first time they've actually did it correctly. So I give him a pass on he that He pins one. someone to a fucking wall in almost every fucking movie, though. But he doesn't do the, help, the head tilt, though. It's the oh, head for tilt. For Christ's sake. Man, let me have. I would moment. rather have a new unique kill than the fucking even that stupid ass DJ we, kill made me say, laugh some, at least. We got some good ass kills in this movie. I just, I was to say, the yeah, DJ too bad. Barely was, any of them were Michael. <laughs> it was, mainly it was Corey, but still, they, uh, they had some really good fucking kills. That like, like you said, the DJ kill. I thoroughly enjoyed that kill. I, I did just. So, fucking best is calling and cut his tongue off. Perfect. I just don't. <laughs> okay, you you liked it a little more, and maybe you saw a little more than me. So, just kind of explain to me, Corey. He's like this. The whole town's against him because of this accidental death of this kid. He's bullied by kids who are what band geeks who are like half his size. I don't know, and like the reject football team. Right, they're able to beat the fuck out of him, yet he's able to take on Michael and rip his mask off. Is this? Is there some transference of strength and evil and power? And if so, how is Michael so fucking weak when he meets him anyway, so he wouldn't really have that? Does he just become... <laughs> he's able. He's now also able to stomp somebody's head in like the way Michael did to Sartain? Like, what? Okay, so I want to say there probably is some kind of passing all powers. Because you remember when he first grabbed Corey in the sewers? Mm-hmm. You know, he sees he didn't like kill his him. flashes of his life, yeah. Well, that too, but you notice that he didn't kill him right off the bat, which means he had a reason to bring him in there. And that was something that bothered me for like a couple of days after the movie. He's like, why the fuck did he bring him in the sewers just to choke him out five minutes later? And I want to say it was he saw <laughs> some of himself within Corey. It was just He's like, like hey, I'm gonna say it's like leftovers. I'm gonna save these for later. I'll kill this bitch in a minute. I'm gonna go to the bathroom first. <laughs> but but I want to say he was he saw something in Corey that he saw in himself or some bullshit like that, and he wanted to give Corey this power, which is just this evilness. That's the evilness that needs to be awoken in Corey, and that's what he was trying to teach him. And Michael. You gotta think, at this point, at this point, it's been 40 years, right? He's been stabbed. He's been burned. Especially in these last few movies. He's gotten beaten. Uh, do you remember the whole attack scene and kills where the entire town was just getting up on Michael, beating him to a pulp like that scene in the office space? <laughs> the man's tired. The man's been through some shit. And he can't seem to recover. So that's where Corey's supposed well, to step in. To, yeah, and to me, that just defeats the whole purpose of kills because the whole... She literally says... The more he kills, the more he transcends. And then he he fucking just gets stronger and stronger. And he's fucking... He kills the entire mob. But now, all of a sudden, he's just a weak old man in four years? 
Well, yeah, because he probably had stopped killing. Like, it was very rare. Because um, I think the way the homeless man put it was he brought some people in there, but nobody got out. So that means he was. Yeah, and there was missing posters all over. Yeah, so he's been picking off the homeless people. But another aspect I was thinking about, and it's something to do with uh, the, the first monologue by Lori. She stated that the town was plagued by this evilness. Apparently, people were so paranoid about Michael that they were killing themselves. That's evilness. That's, to me, in a way, it makes me feel like Michael is spreading his evilness, not by, like, physically killing them, but scaring them to the point that they're killing themselves and giving him somewhat of a little bit of power. Because, yeah, he may not have directly killed them, like stabbing them in the throat or something, but his... His influence is enough to scare people to death. Well, I think that what I got from that, too, was also more violence and crime just in general. Like, there was the two people who were shot in the car, kind of like a Son of Sam type murder. Right. And he's like, well, Mike, it's not Michael because Michael doesn't use a gun. So I think that, that there's just chaos and crime and fear throughout the town. I, I only got that, like, one person committed suicide but that could have been from any number of these things happening in town right right but but. i I want to say though it's a little bit of michael's influence over the town is why the town went to shit and that's probably why he was in hiding it was just he had enough you fucking move (laughs) i'd move (laughs) i would move too that's what i'm saying catch the bitch and i'll come back (laughs) but i think that's why he was still somewhat alive like he probably should have been dead by the end of the kill but that's why he was still somewhat alive is just this power that he has over this town kept him alive. And then when Corey showed up, he's like, hey, wait a minute. I'm I sorry. Can, is I this a Nightmare on Elm Street movie? I need them to fear me. It might be. It really might be. I'm not strong enough yet. <laughs> Freddy hey, versus <Michael>. Jason. <laughs> hey, this, there should have been a Freddy versus Jason versus Michael at some point, but that never took off. Yeah, no, there was elements of this movie that I liked. It's just overall, and the fact that it's the 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 closer just didn't make sense to me. I think well, this could have really worked for me if it was built in earlier, and that's all I can think of is the fact that we most of the movie felt wasted on this kid, and like everything that they they made you so aware of that oh it's it's gonna mean something, and you're like. What the fuck is the cowboy hat sheriff? He doesn't. I thought for sure he'd have some redeeming something in this movie. Doesn't do shit. The radio tower barely means shit. Just the fact that he killed the DJ and set it on fire. That's what. That's all it fucking means. Like what? Uh, no, actually, it's something Allison said to him uh, during one of their dates when they were at the diner and uh, they got accosted by um, that. The cop. I guess, yeah, the cop that was uh, playing with Allison. And they, I forget what was said, and, you know, fists almost went flying, but the point was when uh, Corey was holding her, she she looked at him and was just like, burn it down. Let this whole place, yeah, burn it down. I think that's what it was supposed to represent. This was him burning it down, the entire town down. This is why when she saw it, she went straight back to Lori's place. But he only burns the radio tower. Because uh, the radio tower. (laughs) Well, the radio tower meant something to him. I forget which conversation it was they had at some point. He just uh, said, right. I looked at it and wished, wondered if I could climb it. That doesn't really mean anything, though. 
I think there was a lot more to that besides I just wish I could climb. I want to say there was some kind of... Like, it was when he was being shunned or something. He said he would go up there and look at the tower. Well, in, in short, simple writing, as basic as they can get, that was a connection. <laughs> just when I'm alone, this is this was my safe space. This is where I sit to chill because this is all I had. This was his, a place away from his shithead mother, away from all the bullying, away from all the... The pointing fingers and shit. This was his safe space. So I want to say, in some ways, it could be him also burning his safe space, saying there's no safe space left. Like this is all going down. You wanted to burn, we're gonna burn it. I think you're helping these writers too much. <laughs> hey man, I gotta find. We're gonna uh, put your name in the credits. Wait, I gotta did, find did just as much work right there as they did. I gotta find some logic, okay? Some logic's huge in there. And I've been slowly finding some logic. Well, I just, everything I thought was gonna pay off. Even the fact those Mulaney kids, I'm like, oh, they're gonna come back in some way. And literally, just be that cop's last name, he's a douchebag and his last name's Mulaney. Which, those kids were in the 78 flashbacks. So how fucking old is that guy? Fucking over 50-something, he's dating Allison. I don't think he was dating Allison. I think he was trying to get with her, but she just wasn't having it. Well, it sounded like the conversation she had with Lori and Lindsay. I think she mentions that they, because she says that ex of yours, officer, oh, whatever. Maybe they, maybe they did date. I don't know. I might miss that part. Yeah, it was when she was uh, Lindsay was doing the tarot cards. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Ugh, no, God, that is disgusting. Um. But also, like that's. That was it? Like, that was the whole fucking point of those kids? Like, or whatever? Like, that, that's just so poorly thought out. Or not yeah. thought out at all. But didn't you want the sheriff to have something to do in this one? After he did I, nothing? I wanted him to do something. I wanted a lot of people to do something else, but we never got that. Even, so gotta, even Will Patton didn't really do much. The other no, cop. no, he didn't. Which, which is disappointing, because I love the chemistry so much between them. And yet we... Barely got some of it, but what we got, I enjoyed. Yeah, I thought he was great. I was very happy when he lived. We find you find him in kills in the beginning there, uh, and then yeah, yeah just I don't know these these characters that you do like they put in the back burner and they give you this new kid who takes up most of your movie. And I just I didn't think any of Allison's actions made sense. It just felt real weird. Someone was saying I, that um, they had said at one point that they, it was a lot of Christine. And that makes sense now. Is this kid is completely with Arnie from? Wasn't his last name also Cunningham? Arnie Cunningham yeah, and Christine. Yeah, his name was Arnie Cunningham. So they're not even hiding the fact that, <laughs> which I mean, it's another John Carpenter movie, and I love Christine. But for me, oh, yeah. Christine is a much better movie than this, in my opinion. I have to, I have to agree. I'd rather watch Christine than Halloween ends. <laughs> but I you just take out the car and you put in Michael Myers, and you got this boom. fucking movie. So the way I'll probably end up watching this trilogy is I'll watch all of 2018, right? And I get uh, Halloween Kills. I'll fast forward through majority of the hospital scene, you know, mainly the evil dies tonight bullshit, and watch the Lori and, and her boo do her thing. And then when we get to Halloween ends, I'm just going to watch the beginning half, a little uh, bit of Lori, and then we'll just skip to the end. I'm just going to skip to the end. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't I might, think I story is a story is not a strong point in these these movies. The, the I gotta say though, Michael when he's doing his shit, Michael's always good. The kills are always pretty slick. Oh, 
like even the dumbest kill in like Halloween Kills where he kicks the door into the gun and she shoots herself in the fucking that fucking kills me. Do I think it's a (laughs) is that a a way Michael Myers should probably be killing people? No, but is it fucking entertaining? Yes. Oh yeah, no, I died laughing in that part where he just kicks that door and she shot herself. I was like, damn. I just picture Michael doing the calculations like gauging her distance he's like and now and then he fucking does it the perfect I fucking am. moment oh, oh beautiful but i mean what michael did in kill was let's just talk about the, the, the full ending here okay so we got the whole point where Corey comes to the house to try to kill laurie of course she has the fake which by the way i have to give them credit the whole shooting the pumpkin to make it look like uh, Lori killed herself, that was actually done very nice because everyone but me thought she was dead. Because <laughs> Eric's like, no, they didn't just kill Lori off like this. And Andrew's over here like, I can't believe they did that. I'm like, nah, they didn't, man. That's pumpkin. Look, look at the floor, man. That's pumpkin. Now, some are speculating, and I don't know where you land on this, that the whole building up of Lori confronting Corey... I really still hate that that rhymes. It annoys me. Uh, That she's not actually visiting him. That it's he's building this conflict up in his mind because he thinks that's how it's going to play out. I want to say Corey uh, just wanted to get Lori out the way. Lori was trying to talk sense into Allison. And as you notice, everybody Corey killed and had Michael help him kill were people that hurt Allison, you know, the, the doctor that or study, him. Uh, yeah, that just people that he took personal offense with and he took personal offense against Lori because remember, Lori showed up at his house to talk to him. And that's what I'm it, saying is a lot of people are speculating that that was in his head, that she wasn't there because of the paper airplane was a a playback they said that the the kid in the beginning was also playing with a airplane <laughs> and so some people were connecting that saying that he was imagining her there and that's how she vanishes at the end see i i would i would be on that bandwagon if it wasn't the fact that Lori was prepared for him for one thing the fact that she actually had the phone call already of you know oh, i'm going to kill myself you know da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. and then Opens door, gotcha, boom. She was prepared. She knew he was coming, so that makes me feel like she had that conversation with him, knew it wasn't going nowhere, and knew he was going to come at her. So he, she Yeah, was and when the, the mask comes off, she wasn't shocked that it's him either, so I guess she knew yeah. it was Corey. Yeah, like, so I feel like she was actually there for that conversation. Also, just, just a little bitty thing, just the window being open. Just the fact that he yeah. turns around, and- she's gone, and the window's open. Yeah, and the fact that she did the vanishing act a few times in 2018 as well, so it's yeah. not unheard of. She did it to Michael, for Christ's sake. So, Which I think Michael was very proud of her. He had a Batman <laughs> moment, just, huh. I wish you were my you. sister right now. I'd be so proud. <laughs> but we get that whole uh, of them, you know, I wouldn't even say Corey and her duped it out. She literally just laid how many bullets into him and fell over the balcony. And yeah, at least then, two. Yeah, and then she he and then he just goes, "Oh, if I can't have her, no one can." Uh, like he planned that. Like he planned that because he heard Allison pulling up, so he was just like, "I'm gonna fuck both you up." And then of yeah, course, and again they they think they're clever with that whole they they mentioned that fucking 
muffler like five times in this fucking movie just for that moment for him to know that it's her outside. Just a fucking, like, one-liner off. Just a one-liner. I had to hear fucking eight people talk about that fucking muffler just for you to, just for him to go, oh, I know Allison's outside. I'm going to stab myself now. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. And then, of course, you sit there and goes, how could you do this to me? At first, I was just like, oh, Why did she grab the knife and pull it out when she also knows? That's what Eric said. Also knows that fucking Allison's about to walk in the door. Like, (laughs) now this is the moment, though. I literally thought they were going to do something interesting here and maybe, again, go back to that Halloween 4 ending almost. Where if she was so fucking in love with Corey and so fed up with her grandmother's bullshit, what if in that moment Allison attacked Lori and maybe killed her on purpose or accidentally? That would you know, have been actually interesting, to, to see, to be honest. Right. So, Lori dies at, by the hand of her own granddaughter over this misunderstanding. So, I mean, that would be the escalation, I think, of Michael and Corey's evil, right? Right, because then Michael's going to show up. You corrupted her own granddaughter after all this shit, killed her parents, <laughs> like... I don't know. I think that could have been interesting. Would I have wanted that to be the end? Probably not, but it yeah. would have been interesting. It would have been more interesting than what they did, where she just forgives her five minutes later. Like, you build that up, and then five minutes, five she drives later. down the road oh. and just turns around and goes, oh, okay, I forgive you. I see now. I, well, I think that, that mainly is because she thought originally Lori did something, and then when she saw the fire tower and then got the phone call uh, uh, from, uh, who called her? I forgot who the fuck called her. But it was just like, hey, we got this call from Lori. So she's about to kill herself. And that's when she was like, oh, wait a minute. And I had to drive on back for the finale. And then we get my favorite part of this whole movie. The the the, the section that just made my dick hard. Which was finally the thing I wanted to see since forever. Michael and Lori actually took it out. Fist to fist. And I loved it. I loved every moment of that. All right. So, again... It was short. It wasn't a lot of it. It was all right. I know. Um, I had to, to take it. <laughs> you, I don't know. See, I, I wish it was that, but more of the movie. Like, to me, yeah. it feels like two extremely different movies, right? And this ending's almost tacked on to a movie it doesn't belong to. Yeah, I agree with that. With the whole following Corey thing, it just didn't make any sense. But it gave us what we wanted, which was the fight the actual fight and it should have been two different movies to be honest or one not being made at all it's yeah it's tonally like different that i feel like from the first two thirds of it well the Corey stuff and obviously i love anytime you got michael versus laurie again i think the fight was a little more fun in h2o but I did like this ending here. But again, I wanted a 90-minute... If you gave me a 90-minute fucking all-out brawl that was just Michael versus Laurie and then it ends with one of them dying, I would have been happy. Yes, Halloween yeah, fans... Halloween and You feel that? Yes, you would like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I feel that. I, w- I would love to actually see them actually duke it out the entire time. Like, meet at a location, duke it out. One of them walks away. We'll try it again. Come back, duke it out. Like, I would have... I would have been completely happy. My pants would have been off the entire time. (laughs) 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. For for a finale, yeah. I like the, what is that, the last 20 minutes there, I guess it is. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like the last 20 minutes. I'm not, and I, we'll be honest, I like the funeral shit. Even though a lot of people like, like, I think Eric used the word morbid. I'm like, it makes sense. This is not just a funeral for this town. It's a funeral for all of us. 40 years, and we're finally putting him to rest for good. Like, he can't transfer his soul because he killed his apprentice. He can't come back because they grinded his fucking bones and meat up into nothing. His house is destroyed. There's no essence of him ever being there. He's gone. <laughs> and, and uh, to me, the be- the beheading in H2O was a little more satisfying. This this actually, this shot was almost really quick, too. Like, they just kind of toss him in. It's like, blah, 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 and you're like, okay, that's how it would go. But it's like all the build up and then and then you don't really have a time to like, you don't really sit with it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You don't get to like enjoy the ambience of it. You get to sit there and just stare at a bunch of people staring at Lori as she just stares back at nothing. Yeah. And that makes a lot more sense. yammering. Evil doesn't die. It just changes shape. Yeah. Okay. You're just saying some more shit to. Set up now, something. I don't know what. Now, I will say, there was something I caught that, of course, uh, Eric and then catch, because I watched the original Halloween like a bazillion times. That's just my favorite go-to horror movie. But did you catch it when, like, the very, very, very end of the movie? When they're when going they to cut, the house? When they cut back to all the places you've been? Yeah. Yeah. I love that because of the fact that in the original Halloween, it ended like that, but you could hear Michael's breathing. And in this one, no breathing. No nothing. Just quiet. One of the, one of the, like, a lot of people are coming up with endings that I thought would have been way better. And I like, someone was said that, um, how cool would it have been if the moment Michael is destroyed in the machine, like, if you did want to pass the torch? Because the whole movie, you're not sure, is there evil transferring between the two? Like, is he getting Michael's power? Someone goes, "What if, wouldn't it be badass if the moment Michael's body is destroyed in that machine, you cut back to Corey's body and he just does the Michael setup? And that's that the would actually been That actually would have been cool. Uh, definitely a pass the torch moment for sure. I think that could have been interesting. Um, not that I really want just someone else pretending to be Michael. I, I don't need no fucking new beginning Friday the 13th bullshit. Yeah, we, we don't need a Kmart express lane, Michael. But, we, we just um, need regular Michael. Someone else was saying, like, you know how you see the, the mask on her, like, coffee table? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, like, what if you punched in and you actually just saw the silver shamrock symbol on the mask? Shit like that. I was like, that would have been fun. That would have been funny. That would have been a good nod to the third movie that nobody talks about in this franchise. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, the, the most fun for me in this movie is not watching the movie, but it's everyone talking about the movie, speculating on the movie. People are finding these little hidden things. Like, there's whole videos already about, you know, the themes of it and um, the idea of, like, the infection, evil as an infection, is like a heavy theme in there, right down to his hand, you know, right, being right. cut and infected. Um, I don't know. It's got good ideas, just it's it fell really flat for me. And honestly, this is my 
least favorite in the entire franchise. And I hate the Rob Zombie movies, and I would put this a little lower on those. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I I hate to say it. I can't do that. I can't. Like, I find more worse movies out there when it comes to the Halloween franchise. To be perfectly honest, I'm sorry. I, I get you have a little soft spot for Resurrection. I don't. I I don't like. I don't. I don't hate the movie. I just really dislike it. The whole the camera crew bullshit, and we're all hiding in Michael's house. It looks nothing like Michael's house. That bullshit. The whole. Uh, Fucking Buster Rhymes, <laughs> trick or treat, motherfucker! Like <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't take it serious. Like if I want to watch a cheesy film or a cheesy Halloween one, I watch four, I watch five. Now I will say I like Resurrection a hell of a lot better than I like Six. Six is my absolute least favorite of all of the franchise. I cannot stand Six because it's just there's. Too much bullshit in that movie. Too much behind-the-scene bullshit. Too many director's cut, producer cut bullshit. None of it makes sense. It was just stupid. It was just stupid. And there's and, and it makes me question Michael, especially with the whole incest bullshit. Like I just I can't I can't like that. I don't one, think so. yeah like like Resurrection for instance. I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it's a more fun movie than this. This is something. This this one almost has no sense of humor, which is strange because I feel like. Kills had quite a bit of humor in it. Like, not, I mean, intentional or not, I feel like it right. had more of a, a easy breezy vibe to it. And I actually love horror movies that don't take themselves too, too seriously. This one to me takes itself extremely seriously. So it doesn't feel like on a rewatch, it's going to be as fun to watch again. And I've actually, I've watched it twice now. I watched it again, I don't know, yesterday or the day before. And I was kind of hoping that it, you know, sometimes once you get that initial viewing out of the way and you let it soak in and then you just kind of, you might find new shit. And I was still kind of right. really bored during all the cornery stuff. Uh, and then the way I... they do Michael so fucking dirty, like he just walks in there, beats the fuck out of Michael. He goes, you're nobody, you're nothing but a man in a mask. And then just takes that bitch him. from him. <laughs> Don't, don't forget, he pushed him. He didn't just beat the shit out of him. He pushed the old man down and then took his mask. <laughs> and fu- and imagine, first of all, how fucking disgusting <clears throat> is that mask that you're going to put that bitch on your face? That's, that nasty motherfucker hasn't showered in probably 40 fucking years. He's been he wearing it nonstop it. for the last four years. He's been burning it, so it's probably melted half of it to his face. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Would you wear that motherfucker? That thing's no. got to smell so fuck. You got to be real evil. All right, you just sold me. Corey's the most evil motherfucker ever if he can put up with wearing that nasty-ass nasty mask. Nasty-ass mask. Oh, God, Jesus. forget what Eric, Eric making fun of it. He was just like, he puts on the mask. Oh, God, why does it smell like 40 years of regret and desperation in here? Even oh, fucking Sartain had no problem with it. At least that was, it was probably just a little dusty. Yeah, but I mean, Michael was in burn uh, in the first movie. He was burned in the oh. second one, so it was probably fused to his face a little bit. So I, I, I'm with you. Corey's the biggest evil in the world if he's able to wear Michael's mask. He's so evil, his nose stopped working. <laughs> he's so evil, he pushed Michael to the ground. <laughs> I'm, that I'm was sorry, fucking just... stupid. I did not oh. like seeing my boy get treated like that. 
neither did I. Like, I was a little miffed about that. Like, well, this partnership turned over quickly. Like, what happens? You're not killing fast enough for you, Corey? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. He just walks in there and starts you? beating the fuck out of him. I think Michael was, I felt like he was in a fucking domestic dispute where his boyfriend's just, like, drunk, comes home. You ain't nothing but a bitch. Starts fucking him up. You're like, what the hell, man? Michael's like, I don't deserve this. I'm going to stay at my mom's. Oh, God, I'm sorry. But I have to say, though, when Michael showed back up to kill Corey, I I had this entire monologue in my head of just Michael beating the shit out of him, going, Who's the bitch now, bitch? (laughs) Fucking snapped his neck. This is my match, son of a bitch. Puts it on. Oh, hi, Lori. How's it going? Oh, yeah, we're supposed to fight. I feel like that's how that went. The whole conversation in Michael's head went just like that. So do you think that the writers of this were like, we want Lori to fucking hand-to-hand Michael so we have to make him a decrepit old man for this to be at all possible after what we did in the last movie? Is that the whole reason that he's so weak? I, w- I, w- I want to say, so both Michael and Lori are definitely up there in age. They're about 60, 70 years old. So yeah, th- we had to make him a little decrepit uh, so he doesn't just kick Lori's ass. But I mean, it I is, think he did pretty well. It is funny in all of these movies how... He, every other fucking character, he can walk up to you, grab you by the throat, and just fucking rip your throat out, or put his thumb through your head. With her, it's always like her fucking skin is made of metal, because he can hold her by the throat, and he's just, oh, it's so so difficult to kill this old bitch. No, 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 dude, the last half, as he's holding her throat, he's just like, oh, my arthritis is kicking in. Oh, it's so funny. Fucking Allison walks in, Grandma, let me help you. Oh, shit, my arthritis. Even, like, way back to, like, Halloween 4 and shit, wasn't it, like, where he puts this fucking thumb through the guy's forehead? But yeah, yeah, when, yeah, he, when he grabs up. the little girl by her leg, he just can't quite pull a fucking eight-year-old girl down. Like, what? She she got super strength, man. She was able to just catapult He can put up, his up fucking hand thing. right through her leg. Her finger can go right through her fucking leg. If you can go through a skull, you can go through a fucking, you know, shin, what? right? Well, well, at the time, Michael didn't kill kids. So I don't think he killed his first kid till 2018. Mm. Am, am I correct to assume that? Because he never actually killed his niece. He never got his hands on her. Like, he had a little heart. Yeah, he heart waited until she was a teenager in the six. <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't think he's ever actually killed, like, a kid. Not until 2018. And before everyone was like, that was not a kid. That was a kid. The kid was 12 years old. That technically makes him a kid. He hit puberty. His voice was cracking. That is a child. He was like, he's like, you ain't going to dance class on my watch, bitch. Yeah, you like dance class? I like dancing too, motherfucker. Oh, you want to dance? And your your fucking dad, for some reason, is an elderly man? Fuck you. You and your 70-year-old dad. You're fucking dead. You know what I really... I, just 2018 real quick. Remember the scene when he walks by the baby crib? And doesn't kill the baby. You know what would have been fucking awesome? And not even like. Okay. We. I think it would have been interesting. You know how the baby's like crying. What if his hand just kind of went into the crib. And the crying stopped. And you don't know if he killed the baby. That's kind of what I would have loved. That would have been so intense. I will say that scene made everybody tense. Because 
I, I feel like the killing of the kid kind of let all the audience members know, hey, it's free game. Anybody could die. And I remember watching this in theaters when Michael walked past that kid. You could hear everyone just go, oh, Michael, don't do it. Don't do it. Just like, just hear everyone just holding on to their breath going, don't do it, Michael. And I just think a baby. little mystery, something like that, could give you so much. Like, you don't even see him struggle. Maybe you just slowly see his hand disappear into that crib and the crying slowly stops, and then he just walks away. And you're like, did he or oh, didn't he? It. You know what I mean? Maybe and he you fu- never know. Maybe he soothed that kid. Maybe he put his bloody ass fucking hand on that baby's cheek, and that baby said, oh, good night. <laughs> you know. Oh, thank you for the warm hands. He puts his bloody finger in his mouth like a pacifier, and he's like... <laughs> I see your teething, kid. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I have strong hands in this movie. I don't know. Not to mention the trailers. Who, whoever's cutting these trailers for Universal and Blumhouse. Right? They're not they doing do these movies up. any justice. They're fucking giving away all the best scenes in all three of them. And adding, and adding scenes that aren't even in the movie. They're like deleted alternate scenes. Like I've I, noticed that there are several scenes that just weren't in the movie that were in that trailer. I purposefully only watched this trailer once because I know how much they give away and I didn't want to see any of the other trailers. But yeah, someone was telling me that there was a bunch of shit in there that was not in the movie. And I was like, oh. But again, I guess this one, they're trying to hide so much of Corey. Was he even in the teaser? I don't think he was in the teaser. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I, I remember in the teaser. Because the whole trailer was Michael versus Lori. That was it. Just the build up between them. Like, Corey, I don't, I don't think he was even a part of that. I'm pretty sure that actor was at that party that night. But I didn't know who the fuck he was before until I saw the movie. The next day. Oh, was was that the one that was the asshole? Um, he, he was acting weird. He was definitely acting weird. That I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he thought I had seen the movie and he was trying to be in character and like play with me in a joking way. But the way I took it, not knowing who he was, was like, you're drunk and annoyed. Maybe that I don't know. It was strange. But. I don't know. I thought he was he was he. Was, I thought his performance was good. I just don't feel like we needed all of this story wise in this movie. Yeah, no. If they really would just focus a lot more on the Lori Michael aspect, which is what I really like the most about this movie. That's that's the whole reason why I had the movie so high. It gave me what I wanted. I wanted to watch Michael and Lori duke it out, fist to fist, yet again, and I wouldn't wanted them to die. And so I when it that. when it comes to a franchise like this are you someone who likes more of the same like i was always happy if i go into a halloween movie what do i want to see michael myers killing teenagers that's all i really give a shit about um are you someone who who kind of starts like i'm sick of this i need something crazy different like this because this is crazy different this is right up there with fucking silver shamrock halloween 3 crazy different it's just also got Michael Myers tagged into it. Right, right. And funny enough, if I may add before I answer your question, uh, we do get a little bit of Michael in uh, 3, if you remember that. On the TV. TV, yeah, the trailer for Halloween, which I thought that was kind of an interestingly like, meta twist, I guess. But it depends on the franchise. Like, at this point, when it comes to Michael, we've been at this 40 fucking years. We've done everything with Michael. Okay, we got the bloodline shit. We took care of that. We, we haven't gone to space yet. We send them to space to die. 
Wasn't that the old motto back in the early 2000s? You don't send a horror icon to space unless you want them to die. There was an interview at one point with John Carpenter before he re- rejoined the franchise, and they said, what would you do with Michael? And I think he jokingly said, I'd send him to space. And then it was only a few years later that we got Jason X, because someone X. read that article and goes, oh, yeah, let's fucking send Jason to space. Fuck him. Well, it makes sense with Jason, but I don't know how you put Michael in the space. Wait, it makes but- sense with Jason? <laughs> I don't think it made sense, but it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed that movie for its own fucked up reasons, but <clears throat> when it comes to the Halloween franchise, like, like I said, I've seen it all with Michael. Like, we've seen him uh, with the Bloodline, the Cold of Thorn bullshit, 20-year reunion. Uh, you know, we just seen it all from him, and at this point, I'm not tired of it, because we've done all the crazy shit. I just wanted Michael to go back to his basic function, the way John Carpenter wanted him, and that's why I hold the original Halloween is so high in praise. Yeah, there was only five people who died in that movie. But body counts mean nothing if the kills aren't good and if if the evil's not good. And that's what Michael was back in the old times was just evil. Like he had no name. Like he was at, he wasn't even called Michael. They they uh they credit him as the shape in the original movie. And that was something I really liked about the original movie, was that he... Well, they, they used the name in the movie, but yeah, the credit was the shape. Right. Cre- Credit-wise, they called him the shape, because that's what he was. He was just a man. Michael a Myers, man. I think they said they got the name from one of the overseas distributors or something. They were so grateful to him, they named the killer after him. Oh, that's nice. I didn't so know that. So there actually is a Michael Myers. Yeah, I think he was a overseas, I want to say distributor or somebody yeah, involved with that. And they're like, yeah, what's the name of Mikey Myers? But Michael, there was always this sense of kind of dread when I watched the movie when I was a kid. Because Michael could be anywhere. He could be in the shadows. He could be in my room. He could be anywhere. And that's what scared me the most about Michael growing up was that Speaking this Speaking of which, look out behind you. Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Surprise finger in the butt. But uh, <clears throat> for for me, though, it's just. I like the evil, I like the simple basic premise, and that's what I liked about just Michael. Now, when it comes to like some like Freddy or Jason, I like them for different reasons, and <clears throat> for better or worse, some of the movies, they, they made me chuckle, they made me laugh, and I enjoyed them. But there was not that sense of actual evil with them, if that makes any sense. Like with Freddy, I got more of a chuckle out of that guy. Like I wasn't scared, I wasn't scared to go to sleep, I wasn't scared to... Uh, fucking wake up because he's he's a nightmare. I can control my dreams. What'd you say, bitch? <laughs> oh, bitch. <laughs> but, you know, You Freddy, can't quote you Freddy know, without adding bitch at the end. Exactly, because Freddy was known for saying bitch. <laughs> a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. But, you know, and then with I'll Jason, take the tomato soup, bitch. <laughs> but with Jason, you know, I hate to say it, anybody could wear Jason's mask. And they've done it multiple times. Like, anybody can wear Jason. All you gotta do is have the right stance and walk, and boom, you got a Jason. Freddy, different story. Only one person could play Freddy, and that's Robert England. But with Michael... Michael I don't know, there is, was another one. <laughs> we don't talk about that movie, okay? That's like, out of all the... the Platinum hey, Doom Jack, movies. it wasn't Jackie Earl Haley's fault. He was actually not was bad. bad. That movie life. just it sucked, was bad yeah. Oh, uh, no, I agree. Jackie, I thought, did an amazing fucking job as Freddy. And if they were to do a legitimate movie with him, I would go watch that. 
But I don't count the 2010 movie as a legitimate movie. But did you know David Warner did a screen test in the makeup for Freddy? You know who that is? Name rings a bit of a bell, but very tiny bell. He just died recently. He was what would you know him from? Have you seen Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze? Yeah, yeah, I've seen all the Ninja scientist guy in that movie. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. The, the photographer from the Omen, the original Omen, that guy. Oh, well, at least he uh, he survived the curse long enough from the Omen. Yeah. He's got one of the greatest horror movie kills, that fucking window. But his head flops down all over the fucking Oh, that was great. Oh wonderful. I love that movie. We gotta talk about the old man at some point. I do love the original old man. But um but with Michael, it was always just that sense of evil and dread for me. Michael always just struck a fear in me because he could be anyone, anywhere, anytime. Jason not everybody could play him, and Jason only attacks at Crystal Lake. Freddy, only one guy could play him, and I could just change my dream, and boom, he can't hurt me. With Michael, though, there was always that sense of dread, and then as they added to him, you know, oh, we're gonna make him, uh, relate to Lori. Alright, still a little creepy, but I know I'm safe now, because I'm not related to Michael in any But if you get fashion. in the way, you're still fucked, because... A lot of right, people and, certainly got in the fucking way who didn't even know what was going I, on. I would get out the way. If I saw a man walking at me very aggressively, if I might add. Justice for Bucky. Justice, yes. That man, that man. Just doing his oh, fucking okay. job and homeboy comes to rip the power out. <laughs> Just kills that motherfucker. But th- the more they add it to Michael, the less scarier he got for me over the years. Like, the less scarier, and then by the time I got to the 20-year reunion, we killed him and then brought him back, at that point I was just like, okay, okay, enough with Michael. We, we did everything with Michael, and then they brought him back again in 2018, and I was like, alright, I'm, I'm willing to give this a shot, and then they brought him back to his original glory, the original evil, just a man on a mission for no fucking reason. You're just in his way, boom, you're dead. And then 2000, and then, uh, Halloween Kills gave me exactly what I wanted from Michael, which was the kill. I wanted to watch Michael slaughter, because he's a horror icon at this point. We haven't watched him have a good slaughter. Like, we've seen the, the aftermath of a good slaughter. Like, back in uh, 4, we saw uh, what was left of the police station from the officers he killed. Like, we saw uh, I think what, one guy was decapitated and then another guy was like slung <laughs> And then over the end of the 5, death. he murders the entire police station again. But we don't get to see it, you know. It's or all sorry, in the, background. the man, in, the man in black does to rescue him. But they don't have a fucking cop left in that whole state. I don't think. <laughs> no, 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 they don't. But in kills, we got to see, we got to see the brutality of Michael, and that is something I fucking love. Like I love sitting down watching my. Because that's the thing that always annoys me about slasher movies is that they try to add so much backstory and information to make you feel sorry for the killer or make you feel something for the killer or make you understand why he kills. Why don't we just have slashers what they're supposed to be? A good time to watch them kill people. Because they, they're not supposed to have a rhyme or reason. Oh, revenge this bullshit. Now, does that work in some movies? Yes. I feel like if they would have done something like that in the 2010 of Nightmare on M Street, I would like that a lot more, where instead of my, uh, Fre- not Michael, but Freddie being, you know, innocent of the charges and convicted and murdered, and then him coming back, that would have worked out well. That actually would have been really a refreshing, uh, pace and kind of cool. 
But when it comes to Michael, though, just... It, it, revenge has never made sense to me when it came to him. It's just like, let him be evil. And I believe a lot of slashers, it's okay just to let them be evil. We don't need to understand their backstory. We don't need to feel sorry for them. We just need to enjoy them for what they are. Fucking killers who just kill because they like killing. And I feel like a lot of slasher movies nowadays kind of miss that point. They miss the whole point that we're supposed to be afraid of them. We're not supposed to just sit there and root for them. We're supposed to be afraid of them. Well, that's what I was saying earlier with, like, just the joy of a horror movie. The ones that I love are the ones that are fun to watch. So when you start getting into, like, excessive torture porn shit where they're they're not even trying to be entertaining. They're literally just like, what's the most disgusting thing we could put on screen? I'm like, I mean, okay, cool effects, bro. You're, you're but- talking more about the, about the Saw franchise, right. there, to be honest. Like, th- there was a point, if I may add real quick, there was a point where I respect the Saw franchise for what it was trying to do. The original is great. Yeah, I, I love the original. I love the gimmick, and I loved uh, Kramer's uh, whole thing about Cherish Your Life, because the man... Lost his child, uh, um, uh, basically almost got divorced, I want to say, or either got divorced, uh, threw, uh, drove his car off the edge of a cliff and nearly died, and then survived and just to have brain cancer. So, you know, yeah. I get his whole message, just cherish the life. Like, I'm never going to watch fucking a Serbian film or Terrifier, because I just don't, I don't give a fuck. I want a movie that's going to be fun also creepy i just wish we had more of a balance because it seems like today they either go full-on like ridiculous stupid, right or they make it too funny you know like i love chucky but even for me chucky's gone so far off the rails (laughs) Um, especially with the tv show which we gotta talk about that too yeah like i I like the moments i love in that first season but you're like okay um but also, sometimes when Chucky goes batshit crazy, like when he's in eight different dolls talking to himself, that shit's pretty it funny. Makes no, yeah, but it makes it's no also sense, like, funny. what the hell happened to that just killer doll that you wanted to see creep? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I can get that. I mean, I'm kind of with you. Like with slasher movies, they should there should be an element of fun, but you all should should be scared of them and not just laughing your ass off. Like, let's take some of some of the. Uh, Chucky movie, for example. You know, you had the first two movies, which were really good, really fun slashers, and we had a good time. Then we get three, and then four, and then five, and let's not even talk about, see, Chucky. Fuck that movie. I hate that movie. When you, you don't like Chucky running Britney Spears off the road? No. Or no, jerking off was, to Fangoria? No, no, I thought that was a bit too much, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I, I thought they, like, crossed the line when they brought the kid in, and... <laughs> It's just, it, it got too meta, too stupid for me. And the meta, it worked. Meta sometimes in the horror work, but let's go with the whole Scream franchise. Now, I will say, Scream... I like the so name declined. of your Scream, by the way. Oh, Cla- Scream? I, I wonder uh, who came up with that. <laughs> Which, thank you, by the way, as well, for that. I was just kidding. Uh, but, um... Shit, what was my train of thought there? Uh, the Scream uh, franchise. The talking, fact about, that, talking about meta. Yeah, about... You notice how in Scream, it got really meta after a while. And it's still really fucking meta. I think like, Scream invented meta, though, so I, I kind of forgive it. 
Right, right, and I can forgive it too, but they get really fucking meta. Let's go back to the, the, the newer one that just came out with the whole explaining of toxic fandom and recalls and shit. Like, did we really need all this information? Yeah, the new Scream yeah. is definitely my least favorite Scream as well. It's interesting okay. that I'm, I've always excited all these things come back, but then I'm never fully satisfied with them either, so... Yeah, it's just it's just disappointment. And mainly, I'm disappointed because of how what they did to David Arquette. I'm sorry, Dewey. Dewey got done dirty as fuck in that movie. Like dirty as fuck. Like Michael got done dirty as fuck in this movie. Dewey got done dirty as fuck in that movie. I'm sorry. Have you seen <laughs> Clerks Three yet? Not yet. It's, it's on my to watch list. Yeah, wait till you see the end of that movie. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Talk uh, about this be, shit. I'm um, worried. <laughs> Yeah, I forgive like stuff like Scream because I feel like they invented the whole meta horror shit. So the the new ones though, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't know if my taste is like maturing as I get older or if the writing is just they're they're aiming at you know they're I feel like they're always aiming at the younger demographic. We for the whole reason we're gonna call the new the Halloween Halloween in 2018. We're gonna call Scream Five Scream because we want to get the new generation of viewers in here. And I feel like it almost does a disservice to the people who have been there forever. And you could tell that they're they're just like we have to explain everything to like an, a 17 year old who doesn't know 25, about this 25 years of this franchise. You know. I don't know. And it just, it, it makes me feel like someone who's been there from the beginning, like I'm being talked down to. It's just like, how dare you be here for so long? We need to cater to these new guys. But I've been, it's like, it's like, it's almost like working out of business. You, you with the same company for like 10 years and yet they give the new guy the raise. Like the guy's only been here for six weeks and we're giving him the raise. But I've been here for 10 years, eh, but he's the new guy. So he deserves it. Well, it's like, to put it in that another restaurant analogy, come on in. We're going to treat you like royalty. But if you stay at that table too long, you're cutting into my profits because it's all about turnaround. We want you to come in, give us your money, and get the fuck out. Don't sit there for three hours because then they're like, okay, now you're just ordering drinks. I'm getting like a dollar per hour for a fucking tip here. You know what I mean? Get the fuck out. Get the next group in. Give me some more money. That's the whole point about turning around the tables in uh, restaurant businesses. You just need them in, out, and out. And that's what they're trying to do with this shit. Come on in, yeah. watch our shit, get the fuck out. Now bring your kids to the next one. You know, okay. Get to the next one. It's like, uh, yeah, not horribly, but like Toy Story, uh, what is it, 5? 4 5? The one where they brought back Lil Bo Peep and all this shit. Like, they, it was supposed to be this whole beautiful uh, moment of, you know, we got through that, that, I guess that, I think it's Twister 5, but we got through 4 where Andy gives up, uh, Woody I don't think there is a 5 yet. That, there's one that just came out, like, within the last, like, year or two after the, uh, That's probably Twister 4. 4. No, 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 Twister 4 ended with, uh, Andy giving away Woody. Twister 5's got this whole thing with, uh, Bo Peep and traveling with, uh, some sporky, Thingy. I think that's four. I don't know. No, that's not. That's not four. 
It's, I, I mean, you're yes, wrong, no, but I'm not going to argue with you about it, but that's fine. <laughs> that's, no, seriously, look it up. Google it right now. Three, three was the one that ended with the when they were about to go in the incinerator. And then four was the forky, dude. Was it? Because one of the third one has some, something else going on. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the fucking Pixar anymore. So, yeah, you're right. I might be wrong on this one. I'll give you that credit. I'll give you no, that not one. might I'm be. Wrong. You are. But I'm going to let you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to let me have I'm going to let you dig this hole. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to dig this fucking hole. I will die on this damn hill. I was at a bar one time, and this bitch next to me, I think I was wearing a horror shirt or something, and she starts talking to me about how much she loves Rob Zombie's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, Rob Zombie didn't make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, he did. I fucking saw it a hundred goddamn times. Okay, bitch. Tell me about Rob Zombie's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And she literally goes on to tell me all about the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was not Rob Zombie. Oh, boy, that was fun. And I'm sitting there just going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm." I'm like, I don't know you, bitch. I have no reason to argue with you. But it's also like. How much, how wrong can you be? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and listen to it, I guess. I don't know. But. Uh was she talking about the new text chase on the one we uh, we watched that one day? No, this was years ago. she was talking oh, about okay. the one the remake that uh Michael Bay oh, did. Oh Platinum Yeah, yeah the Platinum, Platinum Dunes, Dunes one. Company. Yeah. It's like, so okay, yeah, that. whatever. Rob Zombie did it. Whatever, bitch. I'm just trying to drink here. So I apologize on that. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't keep. I don't keep up with all these Toy Story movies anymore. But the point is, there was supposed to be this whole thing where we're supposed to, you know, let it go. You know, Annie's letting go. We're supposed to let go, and Annie lets go. So we're supposed to let go. But then we come back in this next movie, and now we're following Woody on his adventures with this new girl and this fucking sport. And then suddenly he throws all this <laughs> shit away. This, this, yeah, it's fucking spork. It's a fucking spork, man. Fucking all right, bullshit it's a spork. spork, motherfucker. <laughs> the, the thing was annoying. I remember that. The thing was <laughs> fucking annoying. My sister loved it. I hated it. But um, at the end, he just throws his friendships away, all this shit, because he doesn't feel like he's a toy that belongs anymore. So he's going to be a forgotten toy with Bo Peep and travel the world and do whatever the fuck toys do when we're not looking. I'm like, why? Why did you do this? Why did you do this whole movie? Just, we had a good conclusion. Why did you bring it back? I have a theory. I have a theory on it. I only watched it once. I don't remember if I liked it even, but I think I didn't. I My theory is that maybe Tom Hanks doesn't want to do anymore. And everyone else does. So you have to get Woody out of the equation so you can continue making Toy Stories without him and explain why he's not there. Makes sense. Or or vice versa. Maybe they want to do more with him and Bo Peep and the others don't want to do it. But I bet you it's one of the two. Yeah. But the point is, we're supposed to let go. Yeah. Especially when three was a perfect conclusion. Yes. Right, right. This is not my perfect conclusion. Uh, so, no. although, and I want to be in a Halloween movie, so don't let it die. They, you know, maybe a couple years from now, J.J. Bidwell gets to uh, get murdered by Me? Mikey. <laughs> God, that would be, be a awesome. fucking dream. 
That'd be a fucking. No, the, to be honest, I'm kind of with you on that. If I could be in a Halloween movie just to be awesomely killing, like, I would make sure I would die. Just be like, all right, how's Michael killing me? Like, I need to know this. Just, just tell me how it's gonna be done so I can put my all into this. When I was well, 16 goes, years old, I think I've told you this before, but they made the 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 documentary about the franchise at that point, and they they covered the Halloween 25th anniversary convention. They had a contest, a worldwide contest. You make a video. And you submit it and you tell why you're the biggest fan. And then they're going to choose 50 videos. And then they narrowed it down to 25 videos. And I made it to those 25 videos. Oh, nice. And I was just a little fucking fat ass 16 year old. I wore my overalls and shit. My coveralls. And I was just like, I love Halloween and I want to be killed by Michael Myers. Um, like, cause they were gonna, it was gonna be, the winner was gonna be in Halloween 9. This was when Resurrection was the last, the newest one. And after the top 25, we went to California, Pasadena, and went to the 25th anniversary convention, and they drew a name out of a fucking hat out of the top 25. Aww. And I did not win. <laughs> but sad. they also That's never made point. Halloween 9, so. Well, uh, it's disappointing for everybody around then. Funny, though, that the girl who won shows her tits on the documentary. Ah, yeah, conveniently won out of the hat, huh? Conveniently. But it was awesome. It was one of the best weekends of my life. We got to meet pretty much everyone involved with Halloween. The only ones I really haven't met are Jamie Lee and John Carpenter, strangely. The two the two probably most important. Right, um, which I don't know if you could ever uh, meet John Carpenter. You know, I've heard that he, I've heard that they're both assholes too. So I don't know if I'd want to meet either one of them. I love them. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, you, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of with you about John. I don't really know much about Lori. I, I, she's like a hit and miss, I've heard. Have you, you heard that movie. podcast that uh, Daniel Harris and Scout Taylor Compton do? No, no, I haven't. They just put on an episode. They went to this, the Halloween Ends premiere and apparently like they went up, they were so excited to meet Jamie Lee Curtis and they went up to her and were like, Hey, you know, and before they could basically like have their, their, their fan moment and be like, Oh my God, you mean so much to me. She was like, I, I haven't watched those movies. I don't know who you are and kind of shunned them and pushed them away. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it was all, it sounded like her people were kind of like, okay, move along. She, but Daniel's like, I played your daughter. And she's like, yeah, I didn't watch those. And she just kind of, hey awkward I, i'm surprised that she actually hasn't seen any of those but i'm not well, surprised she's, the same she said time. she's not a horror fan she said horror that a fan. million times that she doesn't really watch horror movies well that's why i said it's not surprising at the same time but it, also yeah if you don't know who they are guess what you know they're at this after party yeah, premiere with be you nice. yeah just be like oh and so nice to meet you or something you don't have to be like I don't know who you, you can are. Make, Get away from me. You can, you, make an ins- you can make an inside joke about it. Just be like, oh my God, so nice. Yeah, yeah. I See, I don't recognize you because I never watched those fucking movies. <laughs> and not and that they're entitled on. to go be besties with Jamie Lee Curtis just because they were, well, one played her daughter, one played her character in the remakes. But yeah, it seems like there's a time and a place to be a little courteous. <laughs> Right, right, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know how how Lori, uh, not Lori, uh, Jamie Lee is. Like, you know, I saw a, a TikTok or something that Andrew sh- uh, showed me. It was an interview with uh, Jamie, 
And she was talking about uh, when she and some security guard, uh, when she was basically watching the movie, they brought a security guard in to make sure she didn't pirate her own oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the whole time, uh, she just has her headphones off looking at him. Anytime a death happens, just, ah, oh, God, ah. And she's like, yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah, there's a like, one of the DVDs that I think it was maybe the 30th anniversary Blu-ray or something has a a featurette where they follow her around one of the conventions. It was like I think her first horror convention, and I think she did it for charity. So you could really tell she didn't really even want to be there, but she just felt like she had to do it. And she was. It really seemed like she was talking down to people, like horror fans in general, just kind of talking down to them. Like, oh, I can't believe you're into this shit. And uh, I think some woman was like, she brought her like child and was like, oh, we both love the movie. And she's like, you're a bad parent for letting your kids watch this shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest. She she ain't wrong, <laughs> right? But right. she she's wrong at the same time. I'm like, don't tell a parent how to parent their child, but at a certain age. Kids should watch horror movies. Like, maybe Goosebumps, maybe Afraid, uh, Don't Wait, uh, God, what's the name of that show? Uh, wait Until Dark or something like that. Don't Be Afraid but, of the Dark, or Are You Afraid yeah, of the Dark? Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. But, you know, it's okay for them to watch this, but when it comes to horror, like, uh, like my sister, uh, she's 13 years old. She's been into horror movies the past, like, two years. She's really into horror because of me. And she would want to watch some of these horror movies, and my mom has to sit down and discuss it with me. She's just like, hey, is this, is this cool for her to watch? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, what are you comfortable with her watching? You want blood, guts, no nudity? Like, what do you want? And she would basically tell me out flat, I don't mind a little bit of cursing. I don't want no sex scenes. And uh, very little to no nudity. Okay, I can see what I pull off. And, of course, my <laughs> sister, she's watching. Where do I find Halloween. a horror movie with just one titty? Halloween, the original Halloween. One you titty, you see two titty. titties, not one. Actually, we don't even get to see the titties. You only get one titty. When he's stabbing him, you do. Oh, yeah, but... Michael Myers stabbed his sister in the tits. That's like, that's half a tit, but the point is, that's fine. My mom asked me about this new trilogy, and I was just like, no. <laughs> just No. Well, I was like, how bad is it? And I showed her the firefighter scene from Halloween Kills and went, that bad. And she was like, oh, God. Michael could do that? Michael could pick some? Oh, God. And I was just like, yes. Yet the only nudity we get is the flashback to the original. See anything you like? Like, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> that's what Michael was thinking anyways. <laughs> just, yeah, that's just something definitely on. He just starts talking like fucking Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, um... This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, just, just pick and choose carefully, but I still say, Jamie probably shouldn't have said that to a parent. Just, like, you don't know what the parent's comfortable with or what the kid's comfortable with. And movies nowadays versus movies back then, completely different ratings. Like, they, I want to say the original Halloween is what, rated R? Yes. Was it original? Yeah. But go back and watch that movie and tell me nowadays, would that be a rated R movie? Uh, I would say with all, with the nudity, probably. But. To be honest, I think it would be more of a hard-edged PG-13 movie because there's literally very little blood, very little cursing. And there is some curse words, but it's very nah, little. Nah, I think nudity pretty much makes it rated R, especially prolonged nudity. 
We only saw her titty for half a second. No, she brings him out. She fucking jiggles him a little bit. You see anything you like? Again, I still stand by, depending on the cut of the movie, because there's a, a widescreen version of the movie where you see nothing. You just Probably see the TV like the cut. Yeah, well, not the TV cut. I think it's a widescreen cut, but you don't see anything. That's probably That's, the TV uh, cut. I have the VHS of that. I think it's the extended TV cut where they added scenes into. Oh, uh, yeah. They, uh, to make it uh, longer for uh, TV viewing. Because they had to cut the, out the uh, titties. They had to make it longer to cut out the titties. That's what I think. They, then they add a scene where she remembers visiting Michael or something in the asylum. Yeah, and, when yeah. she was a kid. Yeah, they add to the, the brother sister thing for some reason. So what are your what are your top three Halloween movies in the franchise? Top three, uh, of course, number one would be the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Number two for me would be Halloween Kills, only because of just Michael going ham. I could literally fast forward through all the damn ha- hospital shit. Like that would be fine. And then number three, Fingaro. I got soft spot. <laughs> <laughs> Evil dies tonight. But uh, I got a soft spot for this one because this was actually my first Halloween movie I sat down and uh, watched after the original one. And part of the, I guess, the official sequels or something. Because I didn't, I, funny enough, I watched uh, this one before I watched two, but Halloween 4. That, that's my top three. Uh, the original Halloween, Halloween Kills, and the Halloween 4 before, like you with Resurrection. It's a soft spot for me. Because it's one of the ones me and my mom sat down and watched together uh, after she showed me the original one. Of course, it was the AMC 31 Nights of Halloween bullshit. So they showed, like, like all the fucking uh, Call of Thorn uh, Halloween movies. I, just, I think I just put up my ranking the other day, didn't I? You put, I think, your ranking for uh, Jason. Oh, all right. right? So, yeah, I did both. But my... My my Halloween's from top to bottom. I go one, two, the original two, H2O, and then four is not far behind. Four is my fourth favorite. But, yeah, that's a good rank. But then that's I hit kills rank. in 2018. So those aren't too far off. Yeah, I think 2018's uh, my fourth choice. But I just... I'm gonna be honest. When it comes to kills, the reason why it's so high, it's it's literally just for the, the kills for Michael. Just Halloween kills, Michael killing. That's all I want. And that firefighter scene. Yeah, I love like, that scene. Technically, I think that 2018 is a better movie than Halloween Kills, but I think Halloween Kills is more fun to watch just because of the fucking chaos. Right, and I, I will say uh, when it comes to the new trilogy, I've seen Halloween two, uh, 2018. I think. Roughly three times since it's been out, which is saying a lot since it's been out since 2018. But I watched it the first time in theaters, I think one time last year, and then uh, just a couple weeks ago to kind of refresh my memory uh, to get ready for this movie. Halloween Kills, now I will say, I watched that bitch like at least six times. Like, I watched it that first night with you, then I watched it again the next night, then I watched it again on a Discord group with another group of people. Then I watched it again with somebody else, and then I, then I just watched it uh, just for shits and giggles uh, one more time. <laughs> yeah, I really like that one, and unfortunately and it, with this one, I've only seen the one time. Like I should have gone back and rewatched it. I, I was thinking, my I kicked myself in the ass all week for not going back and rewatching it because I believe 
You should, if you're going to review a movie, at least watch it two times. But I was afraid if I rewatched it again, I would find more shit wrong with it and not have a, a positive review to say. Uh, anyone, anyone who thinks that I'm just here to shit on this movie and I'm not really a Halloween fan, I will tell you that I think I own every release of every Halloween movie and I buy every fucking new release of every Halloween movie. I will probably watch Halloween Ends, you know, a bajillion more times because that's who I am with this franchise. I will probably buy it 106 times on every new format that comes out for the next 20 years. But... Yeah, I think it is my least favorite, which is very hard to say because, you know, I don't like those Rob Zombie movies. Right. All right, now I got to ask this. Out of the trilogy set, which one's your favorite? Out of the new David Gordon Green trilogy? No, no, just out of of all the timelines of trilogy, what's your favorite timeline? Which I I know the answer to, but let's just give a little recap. Well, that would be 1-2-H2O, I think, is is a timeline of itself. Uh, some people, you, you can't argue. You can argue that I think four, five, six do happen in that timeline, but it's not directly acknowledged, really. Yeah, they don't really speak about it, especially the fact that that would seem really fucked up to include that timeline, especially when Lori's supposed to quote unquote be dead, but then she's living a completely different life with a completely different name and has another kid. That makes her look like a piece of shit. She says she changed her name. Did she mention that she faked her death? She, I think she might. I don't remember. I think the I news article that. does. I think the news article in the beginning of H2O mentions that she had died in the accident or something. But still, that makes it even worse, though. Like I said, a piece of shit. The fact that she abandoned her child <laughs> yeah. to get killed yeah. by Michael just for Michael to show up and try to kill her other kid. That just makes it look like a piece of shit. So, right. to be honest, I wouldn't count that as the tri- as part of the, the Halloween. I think it was on the audio commentary. They mentioned in the original script, there was a reference to a daughter. But I think the studio, because they wanted to... Like a fresh, uh, a new reboot type. Yeah, yeah. They kind of made him cut it. Alright, that makes sense. That does make sense. Uh, for me, when it comes to trilogies, I, I, I personally say, if I could pick one, it would be Halloween, then Halloween 2018, and Halloween Kills. At the end of Halloween Kills, I could just live with my own little fantasies about how that all actually ends. I mean, even if you just had one in 2018 the end of 2018 is pretty pretty clear if you just if you don't have if you don't follow the sequels after that because that's kind of a standalone movie you i will say with uh, with like the cold thorn trilogy i liked it but it just got bogged down by the whole man in black cold of thorn bullshit it's like you you lost me You, you really lost me about it about from here to there you lost me so, I can't really give that trilogy a full trilogy, but this is as closest to the full trilogy as I'm going to get. The uh, the 4K trilogy box set of 2018 Kills and This is coming out soon, and I'm really hoping that they finally release all of the, like, the alternate ending of 2018 or the deleted scenes, all that shit. Yeah, because I heard one of the alternate scenes or deleted scenes they had for... Uh, I think it was 2018, was uh, originally they had it where Lori killed him and it ended with him leaning up against a tree and, and his breathing, breathing slowly yeah. stopped. Yeah, I heard about that. 
with a cross with a crossbow, right? I won't say so. I think it she kills him with like, a crossbow. Like it would be very interesting to see how they end up taking um, the, the whole situation if they would have kept that, which again would probably been a one and done movie. Or they probably would have found someone to bring him back to life, to be honest. But I, if I recall, even Kills had reshoots after a screening. They changed a bunch of shit, I believe, as well. So I just kind of hope that they finally release all this, either as deleted scenes or maybe, you know, maybe five years down the road, I bet you they put out like a Ultimate Edition Director's Cut or some shit like that. Oh, you know? oh like, a, like 12 movies or something. How many movies is in this franchise now? 13, which is shocking because... I never thought we would live in a world where we had more Halloween movies than Friday the 13th movies. Friday the 13th. And they can't seem to get a Friday the 13th movie off the ground. Like, I've heard they so will. many. I, I hear it's close from from uh, a lot of the insiders yapping. It sounds like it's going to happen pretty soon. All right, so who's the NBA player that's uh, into Jason that's supposed to bring him back? Was it LeBron, I think, was interested at one was point? Was it LeBron? I can't remember. I remember there was some NBA player that was like, I'm a huge fan of Jason. He wanted to call the film Voorhees. And it was supposed to be like a whole like retelling origin of Jason. I think he just was likes the franchise and maybe offered to fund a movie or something, but I don't think it was ever actually. That's the last thing I ever heard about it. And then course uh, quarantine hit and all this shit, so I can never make hairs or tails. And of course I've heard Oh, now my industry's supposed to come back, and we're supposed to bring back Robert England. And then I get told, oh, Robert says he ain't doing it because he, he loves Freddy, but he knows he's too old for Freddy. Well, the Craven, get, uh, the Craven estate, I believe, owns that again. because The same reason that the Friday the 13th lawsuit happened was because of the way, was it 30 years where a writer can regain ownership of their creations? Yeah. So I think the Wes Craven's estate actually got back ownership of Nightmare on Elm Street. And I've heard that they are very particular. They've they've been reading a lot of scripts and meeting with a lot of people, but they want to bring Freddie back right, which I appreciate. And they want to, because yeah. Wes Craven's no longer with us, they're very particular about his legacy. And I guess that's good. Yeah, I can appreciate that. But hopefully, maybe with the end of Michael, we can now maybe get a nice trilogy with Jason and maybe a nice trilogy with Freddie. And then hell, maybe they can... Get a wild car up their ass and actually do something unique and new to the whole situation. Just a whole new killer that we can all root for. You know, like, that's something I do miss about the 80s. Like, right, I never grew up in the 80s. Bring Leslie Vernon 80s, back. But the 80s horror movie had a certain style about it where they, they would just, I don't know, have more respect for horror movies now, uh, back then, you know, and it came the 90s and we lost the respect and then it, came back in the early 2000s, and now we're at the, at that core where we lost respect, and now we're trying to gain it back, but now we're losing it. Did it's you like ever... a vicious cycle. Did you watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon? I bet you'd love that yes, movie. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you like that movie? I've seen that movie. I did. I enjoyed that one. I thought the cameos were great. The whole meta of, we live in a world where Freddy, Jason, Michael, they're all real, and the fucking Kane Hodder. I was so yes, bummed they did they did a Kickstarter a few years back to do a sequel and it failed. I was shocked. Oh. Cuz I mean that movie's got that. huge cult status now and I I gave to it and I got a bunch of swag and stuff from it but yeah the movie didn't get funded. It sucked. Damn, that sucked. I would love to see more. Like if they could create more original 
bad guys like this like they did in the 80s, I'm sure horror would stand tall again, you know, instead of, well, let's remake this, let's reboot this, let's, uh, why don't we just let them go to rest and then bring back, or uh, bring in some new people, some new killers that we can... Well, you just wait till Deer Camp 86 comes out and then we get Deer Camp 96 and 2006. <laughs> oh, then we had 2016 and 2026, and then guess what? 2036, the recall. Uh, but the, you know, just overall, I feel like Michael is dead. Michael's gone and buried. And yeah, they can reboot him, but the original Michael, the original one we all grew up with, he, he's gone. He's gone. We're never going to get that back. Even if they do reboot it, even if they do find some way to shoehorn a sequel in somewhere, we're never going to have that original Michael back because he's done, been put the rest, like forever. And I think at this point that, yeah, he's done, put the rest, it, it's time to make way for some new shit. It's really time way to make I don't make know some if you know shit. who Mustafa Akkad was, but he was like yes. the original like producer man who funded... All of them. I a think he, he died, I think, after... I met him in 2000. Six. Is it 2006 he died? I met him in 03, and it wasn't long after that. So, 06 sounds about right. Well, and, I want to say it was uh, 2006. It could have been 2005, but I think it was 06. And he was killed in a terrorist attack. And um, he was always, like, talking about how much he loves Michael Myers, and I'll never let him die, and... It was even like in all the contracts. Every time he would give give a studio the option to do a Halloween movie, you can't kill Michael. So even when they did H two O, they had to have a contingency plan to bring him back for Resurrection. So even before Resurrection was made, when they were making H two O, they made Kevin Williamson write that ending for the beginning for Resurrection, explaining how he still has his head. So what's I was saying, what's sad was that I think Jamie Lee only joined H2O because she got told, oh no, he's definitely going to die because she said she would only come back if it was a guarantee Michael was going to die. Well, and John Carpenter was supposed to direct it and then he backed out over money. That makes sense. And then they got, what, Steve Miner, uh, I think who she had just done, was it Virus with or something at the time? So she was close with him, but he also did Friday the 13th, what, two and three? So, one of the few directors to do both, I think. He did two Friday movies and a Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. He definitely, he's definitely a, is a decent director, I would say. But I know, so Mustafa died. His son, uh, Malik, has been running the franchise since. And I gotta think, man, with all the money, even this movie, even though it's getting shit on by most critics and most it's viewers, still making it's making fucking bank. Because, you know, everyone wants to see how it's going to end. So, given that and given his father's, uh, you know, ideals, I don't think he's going to let this franchise die. You know what would be interesting, though, is if if you did start playing into the old anthology thing, maybe you do a couple Halloween anthology movies, maybe do a sequel to fucking Season of the Witch or some shit. I'd be down yeah, for that. that would be nice. I'd, that'd be yeah, interesting. I'd be down. Yeah. I'll be down for uh, the three, because I like three. Like, at, when I was growing up, I didn't like three, but over the years, I, I got really soft over three, and I, I appreciate three for what it was trying to be, you know? Once you know John, what was going on behind the scenes and stuff, you go, okay, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, because John didn't want to, you know, make Michael. He, uh, he, 
he was originally because originally he said he wanted to do just an anthology trilogy, but then Halloween made too much money, and that's when they're like, okay, we got to bring Michael back, and he's like, I don't want to bring Michael back. Well, we're gonna bring him back anyway. Well, that was the best part of ends here is when the beginning. Remember in the original Halloween, they're watching the thing, the old thing. Yeah. And this one, they're watching John Carpenter's remake of the thing. Which I, I thought that was a nice little nod there. Just yeah. And I noticed a lot, a lot of nods in this trilogy. And I want to say maybe the writers were trying to think how John Carpenter would want to do this. Well, they, they don't have why... to think because he was involved. He was an executive producer and, and did the music. <laughs> they could have well, just like asked said, him. And that's... Just... Well, that's why it was. I, I want to say that's probably why it was written the way it was. You know, the 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 meeting not being related, just Michael going ham because even as you remember, even the original uh, sequel of Halloween, John went back and made cuts to the movie to make it even more gorier and bloodier than what it was originally because he said, "If I'm gonna make a sequel, I want to make it gorier and bloodier." This is why we had, I think, what the nurses killed. That he had with the scalpel where he uh, stabbed her in the bag and then picked her ass up and then dropped her. And I want to say um, the the needle kill. The two needle kills we get. I think John went back and uh, put those in. So he really wanted a well, lot of Well, he didn't direct too. He just wrote it. But uh, Rick Rosenthal actually directed too. He also directed Resurrection. And he fell for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can never let it go about the Buster Ryan things. I would never let that go. And so, Tyra Banks. Uh, yeah, Carpenter, did he also write three? I think he did. I think he co-wrote uh, three with somebody. Probably the director. Tommy Lee Wallace Tommy like, was the director of that one. But, uh, but yeah, now now we got did. our our new the new Michael here in these. Is he the he's a, played him the most now, right? I want to say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got three films. I don't. I mean, Nick Castle had little cameos, but he barely did anything for these. He's in them, but I wouldn't, hey, they, I wouldn't I say, say that that movie. one scene in 2018 that was a golden scene. Did you catch him in this one? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was looking out for him because I got told he was in this movie. He's the guy at the Halloween party who opens his coat and says, "You see anything you like?" That's Nick Castle. Oh my god, that's him? Yeah, with like the <gasps> um, anatomy costume or whatever. Yeah, oh my god. I didn't even recognize him, to be honest. But <laughs> I don't really recognize him too much without his mask. Yep, that was him. And he says the, the PJ Souls line. Hey, see anything you like? Mm-hmm. I see something I like. But, uh... Well, we're about to wrap up. We got about five minutes left. So, score one to ten. Where do you put this movie? Ugh. <laughs> um, as the end of the Halloween franchise, I would give it like maybe a uh, Maybe a four and a half. <laughs> a four and a half. If it wasn't, if it wasn't the end of this weird ass trilogy, if it was a standalone Halloween movie, which honestly, I hope, I hope that's what we do for a while. I hope that we do give a few different directors their chance 
Make a Halloween movie. It doesn't have to be connected to shit. None of this lore. Just make a fucking Halloween movie standalone. You do one over here. You do one over here. What I would really like is like an animated one because some of the comics are fucking awesome. These Halloween comics. And guess what you could do with an animated Halloween film? You could bring back Loomis. True, you get a nice voice actor to. How fucking sweet would that be to get some more Loomis Michael stories? Um, Quick, we need we need to get them on the phone right now and tell them we have ideas. Yeah, and so if if this wasn't the end of this trilogy or this franchise, I would probably rank it a little higher. But for me, it left a sour taste in my mouth. So I'm gonna say like four and a half tops as a Halloween movie conceptually if it were not this uh maybe it could go to a six it's got it's got good ideas i just don't think it pays off anything we were promised except for that last five minutes or whatever but all the other stuff just felt like it was building to something that we never get and then you just you tried something different which i can respect but for me it didn't really work i'm gonna be honest i give it about a six because yeah, the Cory bullshit was bullshit, but I had fun watching this. The the whole like I personally did like the the whole buddy cop or the the buddy situation with Michael and Corey. I thought that was just funny. That was just great. I like died laughing. But I was like, why is he still? Oh my god, Michael's working with him. Holy shit! You know, like I just thought that was just crazy. That's something Michael's never done before, and probably would never do ever again because Corey betrayed him. But. I like that. I like a lot of the nods. Uh, I like what we had of Michael. Great, it wasn't that much, but what I had of Michael was great. The fight between them, and just overall how they ended it with the funeral. That's that's why I get about six. It, it gave me a little bit of what I, what I wanted, which is watch them duke it out, one of them to die, and it gave him a proper funeral. Just, hey guys, he's dead. Like he, there's, there's an definitive death. Like We're not going to have this Michael back. And I can appreciate that. Now, do I wish it was better? Fuck yeah, I wish it was better. I wish it was, I wish this trilogy was like gold tier trilogy, like Star Wars over here, but we ain't gonna get that. This, think, this movie like, should have been called Drive 2, because it felt more like fucking that movie than the Halloween movie. It felt more like Corey and uh, Allison hanging out for like an hour and a half. If you took oh, Halloween, Drive, Christine, and threw them in a fucking blender, this is what you get. Right. But, I mean, overall, I think it was it was a good movie to a degree. Like, there's a lot of shit that could have done a lot better. There's a lot of shit that could have been done differently in this trilogy to make more sense overall. But for what we got, the trilogy, what we have, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. And it's something I will see myself watching every fucking Halloween like I do uh, with the original Halloween and 4 or 5. Probably not. But I will see myself watching, you know, the 2018 one, Parts of Kills a lot, and of course the original one a lot. But I, overall though, just I give it a six. I just give it a basic six. It could have been better. It could have been a lot worse, to be honest. But that's how I really feel about it. And you said your worst one was six altogether. Yeah, I personally just hated six with the the what was six called? The return curse. of Michael? No, the curse of Michael Myers. That's the old there. joke. Every fucking franchise that has like that scheme, they all have return, revenge, curse, <laughs> in that order typically. 
So I don't know yeah, if they did yeah. that on purpose. Like Pink Panther even has that. No, I don't think that was on purpose to a degree. Because I remember something I read that the Halloween six let's be called something else, like six 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 or some some something stupid, like something fucking stupid. And then they uh, argued more about the name of it, and then ended up just going, "Okay, we're gonna call it the curse." I wish they again. continued with the Pink Panther naming, because then you would have. Like trail of Michael Myers and son of Michael Myers and just fucking keep it going. This is all the Michael Myers Michael Myers on holiday. I think there Halloween. was even a fuck another one that was good guy. Those Pink Panther movies. I there might be more Pink Panther movies than fucking Halloween movies even. <laughs> Dear God. Dear oh God. shit. Anyway. Yeah, I'm uh, not a fan of this film exactly, but you know, it might grow on me. We'll see how the next couple of years go. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes, but uh, overall, I don't think it was a bad trilogy, but I don't think it was a good trilogy either. It, each video or each movie had its moments that I loved and hated, and more more or less, it's not that bad. It's not that good, but it's not that bad. I'm trying to hold a little little, little bit of uh, my love for Halloween. That's why I rank it a little bit higher, <laughs> I'm a little biased towards my Halloween. <laughs> uh, but, uh, see. What is next week? Fuck, I need my calendar real quick. If you got any horror uh, festivals near you, look out for Deer Camp 86. It's popping up in a bunch. They're even showing it in Dublin at Horrorthon. Oh, we're, 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 nice, we're, we're showing our movie in Ireland, bro. That's sick. Oh, yeah, remember you tell me about that. I find that really cool, man. I find that really cool that you were actually in a horror movie that's being shown uh part of the world. Go find the trailer on YouTube, Deer Camp eighty six. You'll see you'll see a fat ass named Buck. That's me. He he's that fat ass. <laughs> it's showing uh, but, uh, if you're in near Michigan at all, it's gonna be up at in Manistee on November fourth they're doing a screening. But but I'm not around. I would love to see you uh, one of your movies because you know Return of the Scarecrow is so much fun. <laughs> that one is available free on Tubi. Enjoy. Be drunk though. Be drunk, my friends, when you watch it. Go check out sitcom My Face. I do it with my buddy Nick Franco. Good dude. We talk about everything from the monsters to uh, what have we done? Ob- the oblongs. We did our first animated show. So if you like any any old TV shows, F Troop, Full House, we've talked about them all. We uh we gotta figure out uh, you down to do this next week again or next Thursday? Uh, depends on what you're what you're talking about. If it's something I want to watch. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like okay. uh, the, my whole like feel that was just you know for Halloween. This is supposed to be like the official first episode. Even though I did one last week for Hellraiser, but I, I felt like with that one I was kind of like all over the place. You know, very new to this shit. So I don't think my thoughts came across very well. <laughs> but gotta have that podcasting genius Jay Bidwell on your show. It, well, I mean, like I said, man, we bet we bounce like the best ideas off each other. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and end the stream here, guys. I hope everybody who has watched is watching will watch. I hope you enjoy. I hope everybody has a fantastic and wonderful night. Y'all take care.